Hello, welcome to DavChat. Today's topic is impeachment updates. Thanks for joining in. What have we got on the table? The media are starting to use the term extortion uh, ahead and above the Latin phrase quid pro quo, which in its English translation means something quid pro quo for something. Now, Trump definitely offered something for something. He had both a carrot and a stick in his extortion plot in which his personal attorney was involved because he's got one personal attorney already in prison and that man is Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen is in jail for a crime to which Donald Trump is unindicted co-conspirator number one. His new personal attorney, who's not yet in prison, but is involved in an investigation, is under investigation, and two of his associates have been arrested, Igor Frum and Lev Parnas. Uh, so that Rudy Giuliani, personal attorney of Donald Trump, was part of a conspiracy to conduct shadow diplomacy, unauthorized diplomacy, with Ukraine that involved extorting a vulnerable president, a vulnerable newly elected president of a country under Russian attack, a country to whom military aid was owed, a country that is a US ally and whose defense is critical to American self-interest because if Russia gets away with invading and acquiring parts of another country without consequences, then Putin is essentially Hitler in the acquisitive phase, going, I'll have a little bit of Czechoslovakia, thanks, a little bit of Hungary, a little bit of Poland. And Trump is the other half of Hitler, brandishing the Mexicans of the new Jews flag for America to follow blindly. Build the wall, he says, and it's now the 30th anniversary is it the 30th anniversary of the Berlin Wall coming down? It must be close to the 40th anniversary by now, surely. In any case, walls are often potent real-world uh, instances of repression and uh, unnecessary authoritarian rule over people. Yes. Yeah, people have been saying 30, isn't it? But that would make it 1990 that the wall was... Oh, 1989. Yes, that's fair. Okay, 30 years since the Berlin Wall came down. And GOP uh, and conservatives worldwide are all in with corruption. Now, why is that? It's because we're at a crossroads, isn't it? Where a lot of the engines of economic growth, fossil fuel industries, their deception is coming to a head. People are waking up and saying, hang on, it's not in our interests as a community, as a society, as nations for these uh, buried, decayed plant and animal matter to be burnt uh, and to trap heat in our atmosphere and, and heat up our world to the point where we're effectively cooking our children's future and our own future. We're cooking our ability to ever be grandparents. We're cooking our agricultural processes. And what we're getting out of it is not a nice freshly baked cake. It is uh, ruin. So. Uh, 
yes, uh, the Berlin Wall uh, being brought down was reuniting a separated country, but a wall now at the US-Mexican border is also a way to bring terror upon the inhabitants of the other side. So America's legal system invites asylum seekers because the US is a signatory to the United Nations Convention on Refugees. It was ratified in 1954. But it's also a static defense to a dynamic problem. So yes, people are already sawing through with, with cheap $100 diamond saw hand hand operated um, battery operated saws sawing through the steel pillars with a concrete core and doing drug deals and smuggling people in the people who are really hurt are families fleeing on foot uh, who have walked huge distances to escape starvation to escape uh, climate change ruining their agricultural businesses and gangs ruining their livelihoods as well. Gangs that have often been exported from the US to South American countries. So, fracturing, Richard Dennison says, fracturing of attention over myriad social media has allowed for widespread campaigns to deceive and conquer. Yes, although I would note that a lot of people are supported Nixon when he was president and he was involved in the loss of many lives in the Vietnam War. He purposefully sabotaged uh, Vietnamese peace talks because he didn't want his political opponent to look good, to have an electoral advantage through succeeding in being part of peace negotiations. So he condemned so many Vietnamese people to death as well as so many American soldiers. I'm not to guarantee, not that there was a guarantee that the peace talks would have worked, but let us never forget that recently revealed tapes and letters and correspondence has revealed that Nixon purposefully and knowingly sabotaged peace talks. Now, with Trump, yes, he's purposefully, willfully sabotaging American institutions, undermining American foreign policy, undermining international security and the international order. He is emboldening Putin. Uh, he's inviting a dictatorial president, President Erdogan, to appear at the White House today to have the privilege and the prestige of a White House appearance. Now, that was the carrot to go back now to the Ukrainian plot, whereby Trump offered the promise of a White House visit to, to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky if he made an announcement that Biden would be investigated and that Hillary Clinton would be investigated, that the Ukrainian, um, that Ukrainian politicians would be investigated because they were going to be accused of rigging the 2016 election in Hillary Clinton's favour. Would you believe it? Uh, a highly ridiculous claim, but something that Trump needed to happen in order to have his base be able to accept the idea that there was no grounds for uh, Russia to be found guilty of interfering in the U.S. 2016 election, for Russia to be found guilty of attacking the U.S., uh, to give Donald Trump permission 
to advocate for and demand lifting of sanctions against Russia. Yes. Lots of in- Richard Dennison is pointing out that lots of international bad actors are conducting cyber war against decency in the West at the moment, around the world. Um, there was a report I haven't read yet which details uh, Putin's interference in the Madagascan election. And Cambridge Analytica congratulated themselves and boasted of their credentials in um, being for sale and pushing for any type of corrupt government to be elected all over the world. Paul Manafort, uh, a master of putting mobsters in suits, helped ran a PR company that helped warlords and villains and mobsters uh, impress their way into political good graces with the public all over the world. Warlords in Nigeria, in the Philippines, in Yugoslavia, if they were bad people, Paul Manafort took their millions and gambled it and bought himself ostrich leather jackets and put those mobsters in power and helped them fire upon protesters, helped them traffic women into sexual servitude, etc. Yes, conservatives, as Richard points out, are essentially a lobby group for vested interests. That is why they run into trouble when people have functional media, but they're often preserved from scandal because they're able to buy media. They are friends with the people who own media conglomerates. So they don't govern in the public interest. They govern to protect moneyed interests. They govern to protect mining magnates and media magnates, people who are no longer governed by normal human emotions, people who don't care for families or just normal levels of self-advancement. They care for acquiring masses of wealth and protecting those masses of wealth like Gold crazed dragons from J.R. Tolkien fantasy novels, where Smurg Smaug sits on piles of wealth and won't even venture forth because the addictiveness of saying mine, mine, shan't share. Uh, we are ruled by people who are protecting out of control three year olds saying shan't, shan't, shan't share, shan't move away from a hot stove metaphor for global warming that they won't allow us to take steps to protect ourselves from. Yeesh. So with the public impeachment hearings starting today, I hope the world gets more of an insight on the self-serving, predatory and unprincipled nature of Trump, Trump brand fascism and all of the people who go along with this, all of the outer circuitry of enablers, because we can call them out by name we can shame them more than we can shame Trump. Trump has no conscience to shame him by. He, he understands that his rule is enabled by the acquiescence of people who are intimidated by the fervor and passion of his base. So he needs to maintain the fervor and passion of his base in order to exert a deferential, passive acquiescence from the rest of us. The media is deferential and the rest of us go, oh, well... Maybe there is an element of democracy to it if they love him so much. Maybe they are a majority. We look to polls to try and get validity. We're like, surely that can't be a majority of people who support Trump. And then we go, oh, electoral college. So we're not really even allowed to have a, de- uh, a democracy that 
functions 100% of the time on allowing the majority elected leader to rule. Oh, okay. So we have to keep being deferential to this guy who's such a snake oil salesman that a majority of people didn't vote for him, but we have to accept that. So what I'm here every day doing is advocating for us not to be deferential to Trump, for us not to be deferential to the media, uh, and to heavily criticize people in the media, to people who fail to get to get with the program, who continue to use Latin phrases that are inaccessible, to say quid pro quo when the word on the street man is you should be saying extortion because it's the most legally applicable term, it's has much more communicative potential than a Latin phrase that people don't understand. Uh, where else can we criticize the media? I called out today an Australian newsreader who was saying on Twitter, oh yes, yes, there's sort of both sides in this climate change debate. If only both sides hadn't been so extreme, things would be better. They've over-egged the debate. And I was rude to her and said, this is a bad day to both sides of the debate. Uh, Australia is on fire and it's the fault of people who have purposefully muddied the waters so that there was never consensus built up strong enough to achieve the type of action that would have been necessary to prevent some of the deaths and some of the devastation that we've seen today in Australia. So many fires, people have lost their lives and it turns out that our government cut funding from rural fire services Volunteer firefighters had to pay for fuel for fire engines out of their own pockets and that the number of rangers who had been employed by the government to do spot checks and hazard reduction, they had been halved in numbers. So exactly, there is no both sides to climate change. There are people who lie and there are people who try to the best of their abilities to grapple with the truth, the unpalatable, uncomfortable, disconcerting truth that climate change is a threat to all of us. It's deadly first to people without air conditioning, but secondly, it's deadly to people whom, who are struck by extreme weather events, such as increasingly severe and frequent bushfires, the type that occurred today in Australia, the unprecedentedly broad and uh, fierce wildfires. So yes, I was critical of this newsreader, and I noticed that within a few hours, she had retweeted... Oh, sorry, I wasn't alone in being very critical of this newsreader. Uh, but within a few hours, she had retweeted someone saying, yes, it has to be acknowledged that climate change is a significant problem, that it's a contributing factor to bushfires, and it's having this and this effect, intensifying bushfires and more frequent bushfires, and people have to take action. So without saying, hey, I need to take credit for that woman's change of heart, uh, Public pressure very well could have been a contributing factor to that woman feeling the need to throw more public support behind the science of climate change and the urgency with which we all need to pay attention to the climate, to climate science and create political impetus to take action. So it is my further argument that we need to be heavily critical of people in the media we can see now who make mis missteps, not inadvertent errors, but craven, overly deferential to Trump errors. So errors where people say things like, the president believes this. They'll always horse race it. So Dems say this and the president says this, as if it's, as if it's a, a moral position to take to say, 
these are just two different points of view. When nobody can say the president believes anymore, the president lies so often and changes his story so frequently that people should be saying the president currently asserts this or the president makes a claim that this is the case. Instead of the reverse, they're saying Dems say this and the president believes this. Why are we getting uh, the, the verbs that indicate doubt and the president gets these strong verbs? We should have more volunteer social linguists whose messages should be getting amplified on Twitter where it's often the cauldron of public thought that then gets disseminated by mass media. The media often reports on what is trending on Twitter and journalists often carry out into the world opinions that are in no small part formed by public responses on Twitter. So we should be out there shaming journalists who say Dems say this. He said, he said, Trump said. All of the truth under oath officials said this and Trump, who doesn't even um, testify for Mueller, uh, claimed that he thinks this. Or Trump surrogates currently claim that it, okay, it was a quid pro quo, etc. They need the verbs that hedge on the validity of the content of their utterances. So let's go out there and demand that from journalists. Let's go out there and demand people be more assertive with more deferential to scientists and less deferential to crooked politicians corrupt politicians, self-serving politicians. The evidence is not on Trump's side. The evidence indicates quite clearly that Trump's agenda with, aligns with Putin's, that Trump um, has done various things, called John Bolton at home to ask for a US uh, Navy ship to be withdrawn from the Black Sea because that might look too aggressive to Putin that he didn't want to give military aid to Ukraine in part because it would hurt Putin's interests. And when I say Putin's interests, Putin's criminal interest in acquiring another country that doesn't belong to him, just like Hitler. Uh, Trump and Putin, I often say, are, are like a three-legged race where they're both essentially um, working together to be the 21st century Hitler. CNN, somebody's pointing out that CNN really gave Trump free airtime when he was a candidate for president. Yes, the owner of CEN, the CEO, is Jeff Zucker, is friends with Trump, at least synergistic, symbiotic partners with Trump. He derives income from Trump. They have meetings together. I'm sure Trump gives him directions. It's terrible. Consequently, all of the Trump surrogates polluting panels on CNN because all Trump has to do is have people muddy the waters for him. Fascists can make hay with just a note of controversy because they have a rabid base with all the conviction that, cult, that a cult following entails. And, uh, and to balance that out, we have CNN going, well, on the other hand, here's a Trump surrogate saying that, of course, Trump's innocent. So again, here we have he said, she said, hmm, who to believe? Uh, they are making money off promulgating um, confusion. And when people say, oh, the society is so divided, the media is so polarised, it's not true at all. The society is not polarised. People haven't become attracted to two equivalent opposite poles. That's another 
tenant of both siderism. What's really happening is there's some people trying to engage with reality and some people who have veered sharply off course with reality. That's not a polarized society. That's a fascist society or um, authoritarian uh, minority where you have a base of rabidly enthusiastic people for whom grievance culture has become enshrined in, in office and they're ecstatic and how all their grievances are being validated and confirmed. Trump supporters don't need good outcomes. They feel heard and listened to because all of their bullshit and their bullshit self-justifications, their bullshit pretenses that they're not racist, white supremacist, uh, Christian fascist is, is blown away by a president who takes them and their bullshit concerns seriously. So yes, they want Bibles in schools. They want an end to church and state. They want to dominate everybody else with their religion. Trump Jr. was saying today, you know, exporting our religion to the world. It's like our religion. There is no state religion of America. That's supposed to be a defining feature of the US, but not to Christo-fascists. So what can we do? Uh, denounce them. Denounce them and shun your friends and family where possible who still um, say nonsense ideas. Where you can introduce some sense to them, mention that climate change is indisputable, that there are benefits to church and separation of church and state, and that the bad outcomes associated with fascism are countries that end up involved in wars, whether they be internal wars or international wars. And Trump will betray American troops some more. The American troops... Um, left knowing that their allies were being massacred, that Turkey continues to massacre Kurdish people in northeastern Syria. That's being reported today, even as Trump welcomes Erdogan to the White House. Uh, if you can mention to Trump-supporting friends that um, Trump stole millions of dollars after, from veterans after having a veteran fundraiser, he then could not account for the expenditures and has been ordered by a judge to pay $2 million to charity. Uh, when we call them stupid, we must stop ourselves from doing that because we're buying into this idea that they don't know what they're doing. There is an agenda. It's a fascist agenda to deceive everybody, to pretend that they don't know that they're being booed to pretend that night is day, that the moon is the sun, etc. This is highly purposeful. And sure, it doesn't convince a majority of Americans, but that's not how, fasc how fascism works anyway. Under fascism, you destroy democratic processes and institutions and you fake free and fair elections and you just have a rabid base to intimidate anybody and everybody out of protesting the erosion of democracy. So you just need your fans. So Trump is not a well-educated man, but he has a great deal of rat cunning. He may have, co I think he has cognitive decline, but he still has rat cunning. He still understands the importance of public support. He understands the importance of pretending that he still has public support, that the boos just aren't happening, that the fake media won't report on his true beloved status and how popular he is. It's not just his ego. And I will scream every time I see people say it's just Trump's ego and it's just Trump's narcissism. This is a plank of fascism. You rule by PR, public relations. You don't rule by outcomes. You rule 
by the image you present of yourself as being strong. You cater to the emotional needs of your base to have a strong man in charge. So Trump is just a marketing executive for gold toilets. He's a marketing executive for the American dream that led people to throw money at him even when his businesses were failures and he had bankrupted himself and two casinos. It takes some serious lack of business talent to bankrupt two casinos when the house always wins and we all know that. Trump is aging, but we cannot be complacent that his demise is not far off. We cannot sit here and twiddle our thumbs waiting for Trump to have a heart attack. We need to devote a lot of our time and energy to critiquing people in the media who still respond to criticism. We need to be trying. We need to be critiquing people around us who refuse to acknowledge reality. We need to be writing letters saying, I abhor the people who ignore the evidence of people under oath who have attested to the fact that Trump was withholding military aid from a US ally to enrich himself. To, to enhance his 2020 election campaign prospects and to be able to claim Russia to be exonerated so he could pay his buddy Putin or release money to his buddy Putin so that Putin could benefit from millions and billions of dollars in funds once Trump relinquishes various sanctions against Russia. So that's our job. That's our to-do list. My to-do list is to write a blog. I welcome direct messages of people saying, Davina, Dav, have you written another blog yet? And please tell me to do it and to write because I've realized, yes, I suffer like many writing type people do from procrastination. So if you want to uh, help me with that, you'll be <laughs> I welcome that. I oh, Thank you. Thank you. I, um, I mean, I spend a lot of time tweeting, but that's not uh, as, as visible as a blog might be. But if you want to help, you, help me uh, by promoting my website, I am simultaneously recording sound for a podcast. Um, and the podcast is called Davcat43 Fights Fascism. It's on Anchor. I will tweet out a link to it. Uh, so it will be a repetition of audio from this Periscope chat. But if you still share the link to the, to the podcast, that will help spread the word. Thank you. I'll take a screenshot of you saying you can do this so that I read it. <laughs> and today I had to take my son to the doctor. But tomorrow, tomorrow it could get done. Oh, that's a good idea, Norma Jean. I will screenshot that as well. Yes, because my background is in linguistics, I have a lot to offer about language choices. And I see other people making these arguments now, but I can add to those arguments. In the cyber war that we're essentially all engaged in, whether we know it or not, uh, all of us can still be foot soldiers on the ground. We can be army officers if we uh, earn ourselves a promotion in the public eye. I've already made it to 11,000 Twitter followers and yes, the fires are bad. I am not near them, but they are escalating. They are near people I love and uh, the government's response has been quite excitingly deceitful. Um, yeah, they, they cut 
the budgets of rural fire services and today they're pretending that they haven't done that even though there's budget documents in the public arena showing that they did cut the budgets of rural fire services. So yes, it's all part of the essential big picture that we have a resurgence of fascism internationally um, because corrupt people with a lot of money are promoting nationalism around the world to trick working class people into thinking that they have to oppose the elite uh, and the and and to call everything a climate change hoax so that they can uh, they can make us avoid taking the action we need to to try to save lives our own lives the lives of our children so that we don't devolve into a complete mad max apocalyptic scenario within the next few decades it requires concerted collective action on the part of all governments internationally uh, but the people who would rather rest on their laurels um, obey the force of inertia and just go with what's easiest what's the what's the lowest common denominator don't change pretend everything's fine trick people literally invest millions of dollars as exxon mobile did in undermining the work and the findings of scientists uh, mick mcmoo asks do you think the u.s needs massive impeachment and remove protests to try to influence public opinion and the Republican Party. I would prefer letters. I would prefer people like Joe the Plumber, except instead of standing up to say, I think taxes are shameful, it would be great for people to say, it's shameful to extort uh, a US ally. It's shameful to betray US security interests. Um, it's shameful to betray the world order whereby America is a superpower that keeps Russian aggression in its place um, by sending military aid to small Russian neighboring countries that Russia attacks. When we support allies like Ukraine, we say to Russia, see, it's not okay to invade neighboring countries. Back in your box. And with Trump in power, nobody's telling Russia to get back in its box. And this is imperiling all of our safety. It's imperiling the world order. It's allowing Trump to do crazy stuff, like allow Erdogan to have a green light, a US military green light to invade northeastern Syria, betraying the Kurdish troops who fought alongside US troops for five years to defeat ISIS and to imprison ISIS fighters. Most of those fighters have now uh, escaped, been released back into the wild, as it were, and it's Trump's fault. And I'm hoping people in America understand the degree to which that is a betrayal of the soldiers who risked their lives, not only the Kurdish soldiers, but the US soldiers, to so undermine their efforts, undermine their sacrifices. I hope that really is brought home to the American people. And the more of us there, there are talking about this, the better. So that's all from me for tonight. Thank you for the questions you've asked. I possibly have a guest lined up of a, um, a psychiatrist who contributed a chapter to the book. Uh, what was it called? Duty to Warn? I'll have to look that up before I interview him. Yes, it's difficult to check China on their uh, oppressive concentration camps, um, torture, murder and imprisonment of uh, minority groups in China, specifically the Uyghur Muslims, because nobody 
has mounted an effective opposition to China for decades on their human rights abuses uh, because we all buy too much Chinese manufactured rubbish. So maybe we could stop doing that, exert a little consumer power, try to break the stranglehold that China exerts on free speech around the world. Thanks, Norma Jean. And uh, take care, everybody. Sorry, Jeff, I'm just, I'm just off. But feel free to listen to the replay. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Moria. Thanks, McMoo. I know, iPhones made in China. Everything we buy is made in China. So the message is consume less. Difficult to cut off all consumption whatsoever. Ah, Oral Carter is just saying that Nikki Haley should never hold public office ever again. That would be great, wouldn't it? If everybody who enabled Trump was a Trump co-conspirator, if they were all exposed so thoroughly and that the public, in a majority sense, in a critical mass sense, rejected Trump brand fascism, that would be great. And I believe that there's a cumulative effect of all of us speaking out as much as we possibly can. That we set an example for others every time we write a letter, every time we speak out. So we, we may inspire others. Before the whistleblower spoke out, somebody resigned from the State Department and they were inspired by an article they read in Washington Post. Uh, so when we say a pen is mightier than the sword, people sharing ideas can have a powerful effect. So when we turn our mind to well-thought-out well arguments, not just Trump is orange, Trump you know, Trump is overweight. Those are not persuasive or convincing arguments for people to reject Trump and his politics. Uh, Trump harms farmers. Trump undermines the U.S. military. Trump undermines U.S. national security. Those are better arguments. I didn't see the explosive Newsweek article on Tulsi Gabbard. That's is that new? I know that that woman is a Russian plant, that she appeals to the right wing, that her opinions are all right wing, that she kisses up to the murderous dictator in Syria, um, Assad. She is bad news and she's essentially part of the horseshoe maneuver that Putin uses to manipulate Americans. Not only does he put people on the right spewing nationalism and racist venom, he also puts people on the left, like Tulsi Gabbard, who say things like, Hillary is a villain, blah, blah, let's end all war and immediately remove all U.S. troops from around the world. I can't remember if I follow you on Twitter, Oral Carter, but I can check. Oral Carter, number one. I will try and follow you so I can see this Tulsi Gabbard article of which you speak. Uh, I am going to bed. Thank you so much, everyone. Take care. All the best. If you're not already subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do so. It's davcat43, same as my Twitter handle. I'm excited to have a growing number of YouTube followers uh, because that is a platform that has potential for exponential increase in algorithm. Once, once I fine-tune my art so, so it becomes viral, uh, easily viralizable, that's not a real verb. Or just subscribe to my podcast, which is Davcat43 Fights Fascism. Thank you. Just also do me a favor and make yourself a messenger. Uh, deputize yourselves to be sheriffs in this ongoing 
war against Russian aggression. And when I say Russian aggression, I specifically mean Putin aggression. He is but one of the uh, international fossil fuel moguls, essentially, who seek to benefit from a warming world in which they can then uh, drill further and, and harder in uh, previously frozen soil. They can have uh, sh new shipping ways opening up from icebergs melting. Uh, but we are all suffering with more fires, more tornadoes, more intense hurricanes, etc. And people in really hot countries are more likely to have a migrant worker population that are suffering from organ failure as a consequence of exposure to increased heat. Uh, and in America right now, there are, I believed over 70,000 children imprisoned by the Trump administration when they could be released to sponsors or to family members in the US. They are being imprisoned so that Trump can collect a profit, or rather Trump donors can collect a profit by charging the taxpayer um, over $700 per night per child. So over 70,000 children being effectively exposed to sexual abuse, to um, poor hygiene leading to disease outbreaks. We know there are disease outbreaks. We know there have been more than 20 deaths of children so far, but 70,000 children in U.S. custody. All of the people on the right who say, well, when your parents go to jail, you know, they get separated from the children, so no, no, no. It's like, show me in what other instance children are put in jail other than Trump imprisoning children to turn a profit. And John Kelly is part of that profit-turning machine, as is, what's his face, Mathis. When you say they bring disease, that's a point of view that's been shown to significantly correlate with racism. I mean, it's very obvious on the surface, but if you are germphobic, you're more likely to be racist. So people who benefit from the spread of racism are likely to be going around spreading views about germs and migrants bringing germs. Uh, through social media or just through the television like Tucker Carlson with his huge platform on Fox News saying migrants bring disease. Ah, so the Newsweek article says, title is Tulsi Gabbard being used by Russians, former US double agent says evidence clear. Thanks. Thanks, Oral Carter. Norma Jean likes the headline, deputize yourself as sheriffs against Putin. Thank you. Thank you for the link. And this is, this is my final good night because I really do need to get some sleep. Thank you so much. Um, take care and all the best, everyone. Bye.